today we found that people really want to maintain their emotional health with an ongoing proactive practice, you know, just to increase self-awareness, positively, you know, affect your relationships and prevent these emotional and mental health struggles down the line. Welcome back to Startup Health Now, the podcast where we celebrate the entrepreneurs and innovators who are transforming health. I'm Logan Plaster. It's been a busy couple of weeks for the Startup Health team as we've just gotten back from the health conference in Las Vegas. All told, we saw nearly 100 of our health transformers there, and I was able to capture nearly 60 interviews in the Startup Health studio. So keep an eye on our YouTube channel for those interviews in coming weeks. Today's podcast episode is a conversation with Alexandra Danzig and Aaron Frankel, the co-founders at JetSweat. As you'll hear, their company started out as a familiar-looking addition to the fit tech world. They created a marketplace for boutique fitness brands, helping these small independent fitness companies create high-quality digital content and reach new audiences. But I wanted to have them on the podcast because of recent moves they've made into the realm of value-based care. They've launched what they call Jet Sweat Health, and they have their sights set on helping large employers and insurers keep their people healthy. The idea is, instead of offering your employees or members a simple discount to a couple of national fitness chains, offer them access to a marketplace of hundreds or even thousands of unique, high-quality boutique fitness brands that meet their specific needs and desires. JetSweat is also stepping into mental health with new offerings around emotional fitness. I found this bit particularly interesting because they're making very clear connections between preventative physical fitness and preventative emotional fitness by treating mental health more like a daily workout that everyone can benefit from. They're lowering the barriers to care and decreasing the stigma attached with seeking help. Let's get into the conversation with Alexander Danzig and Aaron Frankel. Aaron, Alexandra, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It has been really exciting to watch your progress as you have come up with this new way of bringing fitness to folks, uh, originally through boutique fitness, which was an interesting angle, and then now expanding that vision to to whole health. So I'm excited to sort of talk about that that journey. But first of all, Aaron, Alexandra, just thanks for joining me on the show. Thanks for having us. Awesome. So let's just get right into it. Best to just level set on what Jet Sweat is and uh, what you've built there. Sort of take me through the journey, um, Aaron, Alexandra, whoever wants to start. Sure. So Jet Sweat is a rich multimedia fitness and wellness digital platform offering um, a unique differentiation in the market, positioning as the first highly curated platform oriented around consumers' appetite for top boutique studio brands all over the world. We provide exclusive weekly live stream and thousands of on-demand videos from a large variety of globally recognized boutique studio classes in multiple fitness and wellness verticals, personalized programming to fit individual goals, and real-time performance tracking. And today, in our post-pandemic world of hybrid models of service delivery, JetSweat's fully immersive virtual wellness streaming solution has digitally transformed thousands of wellness classes, making them more accessible, affordable, and convenient. We're now positioned to help bridge the gap between the wellness industry and the healthcare industry by offering our members through healthcare plans, insurance companies, and employers looking to better support their clients' physical and mental wellness. 
Okay. Okay. Let's let's dial that back and sort of look at your origins around your boutique fitness entry point. Why was that such a differentiator for you? You said you were the first, say that part again, you were the first to do what? We were the first digital platform offering a unique differentiation in the market, positioning as the first highly curated fitness platform oriented around consumers' appetite for boutique studio brands. Got it, got it. Yeah, so I want to hone in on that just because, just to help our audience understand what's unique about that. People are certainly used to seeing curated fitness online, but you brought in this unique element. So tell me why that was sort of special for the audience. The way that we see the world consumes fitness today is the way that Alexandra and I both consume fitness when we launched JetSwag. Um, I always had a variety of different class packages at different boutique studio classes um, in multiple class categories. So I had my Barry's Bootcamp package, Yoga Vita, Physique 57, my spinning package, but there was no platform at the time that had all of these different boutique studio brands in multiple class categories on one platform. Mm. Um, And, you know, people have this religious affinity with their favorite boutique studio brands and their unique methodology. And so we really wanted to create a platform for people to have access to all of their favorite brands and also a discovery platform to, you know, find new brands as well all over the world. Gotcha. So that's the sort of the the draw and the need on the consumer side. And then how is this a sort of a boon for the boutique fitness, you know, gym owner? So prior to the pandemic, studios all knew they needed a digital component, but they didn't have the bandwidth, resources, or expertise in order to build and manage a technology platform, yeah, produce yeah. professional content, and market all of their content to yeah. everyone. So JetSweat was sort of their outsource resource. Uh, sorry. Yeah, that makes sense. No, that makes sense. I mean, I can only imagine, I, I'm a member at a gym that just has one proprietor. You know, she understands the needs for going digital. And she's limited, you know, she's got maybe the ability to do on site and some zoom, would she like to do great recordings? Sure. Um, And multiply her by how many, how many of these boutique uh, places are in the market? There's 250,000 studios all over the world. So the market size is huge. What's the traction been like? What's the journey been like of signing up these boutique uh, places over the last couple of years? So JetSweat is an invite-only model. Um, we Studios have to meet a certain criteria in order to be invited onto the platform. So that includes um, web traffic, um, email list size, you know, Instagram following, a certain number of brick-and-mortar locations. And um, we've received requests from hundreds of studios who want to be on the platform And now we're welcoming even more studios in multiple verticals in the wellness space. But up until now, we've been very selective. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So you've kept the demand high. Let's change gears for a minute around this recent evolution, this expansion of Jet Sweat from being primarily boutique fitness to now thinking about Jet Sweat health and really the role that fitness plays in holistic health. So before we get into the logistics of what that means, talk to me about the the thought process around that. Why Why not stick with fitness boutiques online, digitization of this process? 
Why expand the vision? The way that we think of it is is really one and the same. So Aaron and I, um, we set out to solve the problem originally for consumers like us, you know, who wanted greater affordability and access and convenience with their health and wellness classes. And as we got going in that direction, we realized that the consumer problem is in turn the business's problem because their customers are, uh, you know, demanding this greater affordability and access. So, you know, our, our right, phase two was to want, launch our white label model. And, um, and uh, in developing that, we realized that this two-sided problem that we're aiming to solve is the direction that the entire is moving. So we're in a time now where employers and insurance companies, they're all moving to these risk-based models and quite aggressively. So it's, you know, it's a generational transition where the premise is all about preventative care and health outcomes of being active. And we really want to be a part of that solution. So um, the broader healthcare problem, you know, is something that we feel like we can have a hand in helping to solve through delivering better access to all of these independent health and wellness businesses. So, you know, the 250,000 gyms and studios that Aaron mentioned, which we are helping to digitally transform, what we ultimately want to do is plug those into the exponentially larger healthcare market to help solve that problem. So, uh, Alexander, you're talking about um, sort of the thought process behind moving from boutique fitness into, you know, whole health. Now, talk to me about the the steps you needed to take and some of the challenges inherent to that process. Oh, for sure. I think it's the complexities of marketplace models. So, you know, we'd always been thinking about, okay, so we have our supply side, you know, the content, the boutique fitnesses, uh, fitness studios and the gyms. And then we have our demand side, which traditionally was the consumers. And now it's the consumers through employers and insurance companies. So it's such a fine balance between you know, attracting really great talent and brands to the content side of the marketplace and also um, attracting really great companies to the demand side and, and making sure that we could get our solution in front of, uh, you know, so many people. So we're kind of constantly doing a health check and looking at the balance between the different dynamics of our marketplace um, and just really trying to move everything. What were some of the things you did, Alexandra, to overcome some of those hurdles? Obviously, you're in some ways you're switching markets, switching who you're trying to reach, switching who the subject matter experts are. So, so how did you expose yourself to that, you know, value-based care world, et cetera? Well, the studios and the gyms, they all really share our vision. You know, everybody really wants to be a part of this bigger problem in healthcare. And so, uh, you know, their willingness to adopt our solution has been great. You know, they're, they really are looking um, to get in front of larger audiences and to really help make an impact there. Uh, and then on the healthcare side, we have such a unique solution that um, it's really something that hasn't been offered through employers and insurance companies before because of, of the way that we're tackling this problem by enabling all these independent businesses versus some of you know, the competitors and other companies out there that are producing fitness content and you know, typically under one brand, um, large corporations and things. So there aren't any other companies that are trying to plug in all these independent businesses and having that level of variety um, in with the larger industry. Gotcha. So if I'm a consumer, if I'm a consumer and I've got insurance that decides to be a little forward thinking and give me like a discount to a fitness pass, it's going to be to one, you know, one type of gym or one uh, online platform, whereas you are enabling an entire 
marketplace, an entire economy of small businesses. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so we, our solution, it's virtual. We offer the variety and then, you know, the variety amongst the independent and smaller businesses, which are typically the best brands out there. You know, they're really sought after um, exclusive studios that are so successful in the real world and, and people are looking to gain access to those classes virtually. And then to take it a step further, you know, something that's been really, really popular, um, especially with the employers, we, we built our technology to digitally transform the studios, but it offers a white label video streaming platform that is really nicely conducive for the employers to have their own unique environment as well. So as an employer insurance company, you can actually have a branded and private fitness uh, video streaming platform, which has not only curated content, but you can have a private community, be hosting your own live streams, setting up your own challenges, um, all hosted on your own domain. And so it, it, it speaks to that sense of community better and, and, um, and the actual business's needs as well. You know, I'm thinking about the innovation cycle for this, and you're relatively on the early end of, you know, convincing employers and insurance companies to invest in fitness in a new and exciting way. Is that fair to say that you're relatively early on that wave? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, as um, as you mentioned, there are some solutions that have been out there for some time, but the way that people are actually thinking about uh, fitness and wellness being not only a nice to have, but a must have that, that, uh, you know, is really shifting lately because the problem is becoming so great. And people are realizing that the number one, you know, most important thing health and wellness, um, is nutrition and fitness. And so, um, in, you know, tackling healthcare, it's really all about preventative care. And I think perspectives are shifting to, um, to, to adopt these solutions better. Yeah. So it used to be a nice little benefit. Here's a discount for a gym membership. Now we're understanding, no, this is part of preventing uh, chronic disease, managing chronic disease. It's so much bigger. So my question to you is, uh, how is the traction going with employers and insurance companies? Are they starting to you know, really see the light, embrace these ideas, write the contracts and move forward? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think with, with those that are moved towards these risk based models, they um, they are absolutely looking for the right solutions. I think the, the strongest thing that we can do right now is arm them with the data on outcomes. Hmm. Uh, we've got really great data around our consumer model. So um, we've been able to provide that to employers to kind of show here's what the engagement looks like with your population. You know, here are some things that we could do to help. Um, help impact your adoption and engagement ongoing um, as well. Because of course, if if they have solutions in place and especially those for, they want to make sure that they are getting the cost savings and the return on those. Um, so that's been the most important part of the conversation and really just arming them with the data to make good decisions around uh, the providers they're choosing and different methods. Are you able to share any of those numbers that you get excited about sharing with folks in terms of engagement or outcomes? Oh, for sure. I, I think, you know, one of my favorites is that every dollar spent on a workplace wellness solution yields, I think it's $3 and 22 cents um, mm. of savings. So, um, you know, I think that's one of the most important things. And then uh, our platform, you know, in, in general, um, engagement's always been really high because of all 
fitness focused features that we built in. So rather than just video viewing of classes, we have things like real-time progress tracking of biometrics. We've got calendar scheduling. It's very personalized. So um, intentionally crafted to build a more engaging experience for customers and get them the classes that we know are, are going to be best suited for them and for their interests and also speak to that sense of accountability and motivation more. Gotcha. Let's talk about your recent moves more into, into mental health. We know intrinsically that there's a connection between, well, I, I think a lot, many people understand the connection between fitness and mental health uh, at a sort of shallow level. And yet the more we learn, the deeper our understanding of these connections. And I understand you're moving into providing mental, emotional health services. So describe that evolution for me, the thought process behind it, and what you're actually building. Sure. So um, we started JetSweat because we believe that working on our emotional fitness is equally as important as our physical well-being. So we're building on a movement to shift the narrative around mental health from being something you only care for when you're unwell to something you care for proactively to build and maintain wellness because working on your mental health can be just like going to the gym more than just going to the doctor. Mm. That's so right. we're recruiting the best mental health providers ranging from therapists, coaches, sound and somatic healers, meditation and breathwork instructors to provide short and actionable live and on-demand mental and emotional exercise classes that users can tune into anytime, anywhere, even without a Wi-Fi signal with our downloadable content. So whether that be in a conference room in between meetings on the subway or even on a flight, so you can work out and strengthen your emotional fitness to ultimately improve confidence, resilience, and relationships, and some SOS videos to combat burnout and anxiety when you need a quick nervous system reset. Interesting. So how do you see emotional fitness as being complementary or, or contrasting against uh, sort of full-on therapy in terms of accessibility for folks? Well, I think we're just trying to destigmatize the narrative around um, mental health. Obviously, um, our videos will not be um, in lieu, I would say, of therapy, but they are complementary, and they're sort of they're great introductory videos for people who may be, you know a little nervous to make an entree into, into therapy sure. um, or people who are also already in therapy, but just need short actionable videos throughout the day when they're at work, you know, to strengthen those muscles. You know, I, I look at therapy, it's, it's a long process. Obviously you go, people go to therapy maybe once a week, but just like exercise um, you need to strengthen those mental muscles throughout the week as well. So it's just, we look at it as another exercise regimen to complement that. The analog to fitness really is so perfect. And for so long, mental health has been treated like you don't get help unless you have a problem. And in the same way, you know, we expect that when we have a disease, there's going to be a, a procedure, there's going to be a pill for it. And yet we know that, you know, a prevention, a, what, what is it? A, a, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Um, you know, question for you, why has it taken so long for us to figure this out? What you're talking about seems so logical and, and so important that we would be giving people emotional fitness 
preventative medicine in mental health and not just waiting until there's a problem. Like what's that, what's the culture there we're, we're, we're working on? I think culturally, as I mentioned, I think our, we've, there's been a stigma around mental health. And I think after the pandemic, we saw such a rise in anxiety, depression, panic attacks, burnout rates. I think that was already prevalent, but more and more people um, were open about their struggles or mental health struggles. So I think today we found that people really want to maintain their emotional health with an ongoing proactive practice, you know, just to increase self-awareness, positively, you know, affect your relationships and prevent these emotional and mental health struggles down the line. Yeah. Where are you at in the rollout of this program? And, and if you've already launched it, how have people responded? So we already do have a variety of different breath work and meditation and even short SOS um, videos on the platform. However, we're in the process of recruiting the top talent um, to shoot new content over the next couple of months. So within the next two months, we'll pop into your inbox with a primer of these emotional fitness exercises to get you started on your workouts. Hmm. And you'll start to see short videos and longer programs curated around the themes of, you know, communication, mindfulness, self-awareness, empathy, curiosity, and resilience. Can you give me the, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Can you give me an example of a short little course, not course, a short little snippet that someone might watch that maybe they're not used to seeing on this kind of app? Like I can envision the meditation uh, uh, video and we have lots of apps that give us meditation exercises, but what you're describing is is a step beyond that or it's a bit more creative than that. Right. So um Something I, an example would be a self-awareness video, which is really curated around our ability to understand our emotional triggers and biases. Um, so the video would really start on a an exercise to help people reflect on their own experiences and whether or not it's impacting how we interact with others. Um, so a short questionnaire at the bottom of the live stream class that people can answer privately or within the class, within the larger community. And then the instructor will go through specific exercises. Um, that's a combination of mindfulness, breathing exercises, intention settings, mantras that they can do throughout the day to help improve this self-awareness and, and create a regular routine of self-inquiry. How have folks responded to this? Really well. Um, I, we see a lot of consumers today have been really opening to open to journaling, meditating, and just kind of really going through a 10-minute debrief at the end of each day to reflect on what felt good and what didn't feel good. And so we really want to just increase the number of videos that we have and on, on a variety of different themes here. We see a lot of consumers are interested in um, you know specific topics. So some people really want more videos on communication. Some people want resilience. Some people may be experiencing burnout at work. Um, some people might be experiencing some relationship issues. So 
We want to um, create videos in these specific categories to give people the choice based on what they're experiencing in their life. That's great. I, I think it's a really interesting approach. So what's next for Jet Sweat? You you started in boutique fitness, you moved into more whole health as a as a vision, and now really diving into mental health. What's the next step in the in the process? I mean, that's exactly it. We, you know, we're aiming to be a much more 360 solution from you know physical wellness, mental wellness, even into emotional wellness. Um, and then being able to support, you know, the needs of our end consumers through the larger healthcare industry. So that's really the direction that we're headed. So both on the content side and our solution itself, as well as who we serve is what we're really focused on this year. Who would be an ideal partner? If someone were to hear this and say, yeah, I'd really like to partner with a, a startup like this, who would that be? I think any employer that has, you know, 100 or more employees is really, really um, a great uh, target for us because um, they're usually seeing the benefit of the white label platform as well. Um, the sense of community that that provides, being able to have your own streaming platform where it's only your members, you know, in live classes where you can join and, you know, see and hear each other, not only your instructor, but your other colleagues. Um, and fellow attendees in class, um, a certain audience size, you know, um, is really nicely fit to have a white labeled platform. So I think that's really our ideal customer. Any major sort of traction milestones that you are really hoping for over the next six to 12 months? What are you hoping to hit? I think, you know, having three of the, um, you know, five biggest insurance providers um, on board is would be a, a really huge milestone for us. And that's what we're aiming for. Very nice. Well, I think this is fascinating what you're doing. I appreciate you taking the time to give me the rundown. Um, the evolution of the company from more pure fit tech towards, you know, value-based care is an interesting sort of you know, analog for what we're seeing in the industry. So I, so I applaud you for, for evolving and sort of, you know, adapting your thinking to the needs of the market. It's fascinating to see how you have lowered barriers to, to mental health and really thought more about emotional fitness. You've gotten me thinking about all the ways that we can stay emotionally fit that are a far cry from signing up for uh, therapy because I've identified I have a quote unquote problem but rather I want to stay fit. So uh, really interesting um, direction that you're going in and excited for, for the developments of the next few months. Thanks, Logan. Yeah, and I just wanted to add to that, you know, it's, it's not only just about the mental wellness content we're adding, but we really see, you know, our 360 solution as being one in the same because, you know, there's a, another really great stat out there that says, so you see a 25% reduction in the risk of depression from regular mm. physical activity. So just the way that, you know, the dynamic works between if you're, if you're physically active, you know, you're um, much more likely to be mentally well and also providing the mental wellness content to, uh, to support that. The needs are so great uh, across chronic disease, across all ages um, and, and every area of health. So uh, I hope that you gain that traction in order to to lower those barriers to fitness and to, to mental well-being. So appreciate you both and uh, wish you well. Thanks so much. All right. Be well.
Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back again with another episode next week.